So my journey to becoming a published author is probably not unlike yours. Um, I've been writing as long as I can remember. Like I've been reading. I was probably reading before I could talk. And um, or because before I decided to talk. And I just remember and I talk about this all the time. In fourth grade, my teacher, Mr. Dunbar, he saw me like always reading and escaping into reading. And I remember reading this book and just not being able to get into it and being a little frustrated because I'm used to reading, right? And and loving it. And so he took some paper, he took a stack of paper and folded it over with like a binding, stapled the binding and was like, put your name on the front. So I put my name on the front and he's like, somebody's going to read a book with your name on it one day. And I just remember thinking, what? And he's like, you're reading a book with somebody else's name on it. He's like, this is what you do. And um, Mr. Dunbar did a lot of sparking many of us in that class in 1987 Baltimore. And I never forgot it. And I was always kind of, you know, when you could get a computer, because having a computer at the time, I mean, we had word processors and stuff like that. And I remember um, being in college and just writing things, you know, and committing to typing it up, right? So I start typing things up and, you know, at that time, putting them, I guess, on floppy disk um, and just kind of saving them and not knowing what to do with any of it. Um, Always writing journals, that kind of thing. I never really had any guidance towards like, what do you do with it after it's saved and you're just looking at it. So fast forward, my mom passes away. Well, my mom and my grandfather passed away six months apart in 2006. And needless to say, 07 and 08, um, are mainly a blur and I don't really remember anything. The thing in either one of those years to this day. Um, but the one thing I do remember is writing. I started writing this book, um, because it was the only thing that was kind of a saving grace for me was to write. It's what I knew how to do. And the ex-husband at the time, I, once again, here I go reading this book. And the book sucked. I, I couldn't get past the first, like the first chapter, really. I kept rereading it over and over and over again. And I couldn't decide. I said, well, does the book suck or is it me? It's probably a little bit of both. But typically when I can't read a book, it has nothing to do with the book. Sometimes it's like my brain just isn't there. And I need to put it down and read something else or do something else. And then I'll come back to it and absolutely devour it. Well, with that book, I tried that a couple times. Never really happened. I ended up donating it or whatever. But I just remember at the time, the ex-husband told me, he's like, well, you got all those damn books in there on the bookshelf. Like, it's like, you always collecting books. You always got like a ton of books. Why don't you just write what you want to read? It's like, if you, if you don't see what you want to read, write what you want to read. I said, okay. So I'm working clinical mental health at the time. And um, I remember 
starting to write the book Promises Made, Promises Kept. I won't really get into the details of the book. I've pulled it since or whatever, but um, just the beginning part of you know, the journey. I sat down and I said, well, you know what, let me commit to this because I had a lot of things that were halfway written, but nothing fully completed. And I told my sister at the time, my sister and another girlfriend, I said, look, I'm going to challenge myself to write this whole book. So if I write it, can I send y'all chapters like every, you know, like a cluster of chapters, you guys read it, and just give me feedback while you can. So I didn't expect them to really like read it like every day. So I remember I had written like a bunch of chapters and I gave it to them. They weren't really saying anything. And then it was like, I think I stopped writing for like a week and I got these messages. They were like, excuse me. Like I come in every day and I sit at my desk with my coffee and I sit and I read this book while I'm eating my, my sister's like, I read this book while I drink my coffee. My other friends is like, I get my breakfast ready and I come sit at my desk. Where's my chapters? Where's my chapters? Like they're like, we never have to tell you to bring the chat. We look there. And then they start breaking it down. And they're, they're like, we're all the way into this. We're invested in this. Like you have to finish this book. And I said, damn. So I finished the book and I wrapped it. And I remember talking with them about like, ah, do I end it like this? Or do I want to end it like this? And they kind of, you know, talked me through some of the character development, like, oh, we want to see more of this. And, you know, so I had this captive audience. And then I remember closing it, finishing. And I remember saying, what the hell do I do next? How does this even work? Like, it doesn't, like, what happens next? Like, I said, I'm emailing y'all a Word document. What in the hell happens next? How does this even work? And I want to remind you guys, this is like 2006 that I wrote the book. 2007. So we weren't doing uploads and ebooks and things like that, which makes things totally immediate. Um, and I remember my sister said, you publish it so other people can read it just like us. And that's where we start. It's like you, you finish knocking this thing out and you may or may not have like a reading panel or some friends that are reading with you. But you have this desire to make sure other people hear your words and other people feel your words. What do you do next? And when I started on that journey, that started me in the business of books because I had no clue what I was about to get into.